0: Hey, Underground, welcome back. We're doing an episode... Why is he yelling? Sorry, is it loud? So loud. (laughs) Sorry. I'm really excited right now. (laughs) I'm excited because we're doing an
1: intro. Welcome
2: back, Underground!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Dang. (laughs) For for all of you
0: that just ran off the
1: road. (laughs) Turn the volume up. (laughs) No, they'd already turned it way down after that initial introduction. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) going to do an intro on yep. the next section. All right, so, we're going to we're going
0: to do an intro on the next section of In the Way How Churches We Know It Can Become a Disciple Making Movement Again. Thank thank Jesus for Damian Girk who gave <laughs> us an entire like book worth of. Everybody's like we could have just read the book, you guys didn't have to do these podcasts, but anyway, a short episode moving into the next section. And in this section, Damien talks about how the church is led and developed. Also, you should buy the book and read it because it's really good, and we get 20%. Every, right. Wait, that's, we that's still haven't signed that contract. Yeah, man.
1: We should get that out, we, Yeah. Wow.
0: Anyway, how the church is led and developed. Boom. That sounded really Southern. Take it away, Corey. <laughs> Take it away, Corey. <laughs> I don't you. even have to try to do that. Yes. <laughs>
1: Uh, we actually have two Corys here again. Is he coming back? He's going to be here. Wait, wait. <laughs> on my way. He's still, <laughs> He's still on his way. <laughs> if you don't know that joke, listen to last week's. Uh, so
0: this is further back. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Man. Listen to some weeks. Yeah, yeah. listen to the weeks ago when McElveen was here. So inside jokes that we're we're referencing that happened a few minutes ago is actually heard weeks ago. <laughs> that is that's really. That's good communication, right there. Oh our boy! End. Wow. Anyway, so yeah, we're using Damien's book. We're looking at he, he has these major sections, like who the church is, what the church does, and so this is a little bit shorter episode to go to the third section, as Brian thanks for, mentioned. Uh, thanks for saying everything as, I just said. As Brian mentioned, <laughs> how the church is we're led in the, the, non, <laughs> the non-southern
2: way. Of yeah. For those <laughs> of you who don't speak Georgia, for those let who me, uh, understand <laughs> what I said, right.
1: let me uh, let me speak this. So I'm going to uh, read just the beginning paragraph of this this section and uh and then i think we want to just look at maybe a couple little case studies of what's happening here in kansas city with some students and then with um share the hope network and just uh yeah kind of intro this and then we'll we'll go on have future conversations to dive deeper into some of the subjects damien talks about
0: oh yeah
1: damien Girk. Over my
0: head, I wanna be.
1: sorry go ahead uh, what song is that Stephen curtis Stephen curtis Kirsch- chapman right oh man
0: Over my head, I want
1: to go. We apologize to anyone under 40 who doesn't understand that reference. Uh, I'm under 40, yeah, but we're so like church kids. Like, we even get (laughs) anyway. As the quality of, sorry, I almost said (laughs) qualify. Let me (laughs) tell you, and you were picking on me speaking. Uh, As the quality of the church's leadership goes, so goes the church. This has been true throughout time and across all cultures. When God's people are led well with integrity, the church flourishes. When not, the church struggles. How leaders are recognized, developed, equipped, established, and empowered may be the single greatest thing we, as God's people, can do to set up the church to effectively accomplish the Great Commission. The function and development of leadership in a DMM is vastly different than a cocky, church as we know it, ministry model making this series of contrasts perhaps the most challenging to, uh, to compare. And then he he goes through a handful of them. This is what we'll talk about in future episodes. I'm just going to read them. Uh, when you talk about leadership, he looks at professional clergy versus bivocational leadership, uh, which is originally, Corey, one conversation I wanted to have you on. So we may have you back for yet another conversation. In um, 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Maturity gauge is uh, knowledge versus Christlikeness. Uh, the next section is equipping gifts. So we talk about uh, apest. So just shepherds and teachers versus the full expression of apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, teachers. And then the management approach is control versus release. So those are some of the the episodes that we'll be we talking about. Just the reality of leadership development in a movement. Um, and there are some things that are really, well, I think this episode will probably focus on is uh, the practicality where Jesus developed leadership from the ground up. The importance of leadership development. Like sometimes we hear about the way in which we do micro churches and discovery groups, and we think, oh, we don't really emphasize leadership because everyone can facilitate. But no, that's actually not the case at all. The idea is that we're constantly producing leaders. If you're producing leaders, you're producing more and more movement. You're actually seeing things expand. So we are in the business of constantly. Reproducing leaders on every level. Um, and so I wanted to like use kind of two kind of frameworks for this. One is a uh, something we talk about a lot in movement circles is Maul, M-A-W-L. We beat people. We maul them like crazy. Uh, <laughs> Wait, that's not how you spell mall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it might be in Georgia because I, 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 I don't even know what you're Isn't saying. Isn't that a place mall? you go to and hang out for a while? Well, the a mall. It's a <laughs> <laughs> M-A-W. Man. Let's go to mall. People uh,
2: still hang out at malls. Uh, I think is it's that, coming back, dude. Do
1: you know? Yeah, Gen Z. Stop. Man. Malls yeah, are Gen coming Z, back. This is don't a say that. It is
0: true. Oh yeah. <laughs> They're like uh, I'm offended. Uh, there's honestly. very few uh, <laughs> actual things to purchase within the space because everybody's doing online. I I send you the article. Um, But Gen Z is actually moving back. Like, it's the article title was something like The Return of the American Mall.
2: My heart (laughs) hurts.
0: But it's because of the social connection they're seeking. And it's a space that. Facilitates like I can move around freely. I'm not like I can make
2: a TikTok in any store I want, right? Right, right, right. It's a it's just it's a it's a creative space, if you will.
1: (laughs) Come on, you're the student guy,
2: don't you know? I did just see there's like a somewhere in Kansas City, like a it's a a, it's like for selfies, it's like basically a a storefront where people come and create content like in selfies, and that's all it is. I don't understand. Yeah, (laughs) uh, it's tough. I know, anyway. Um, mall.
1: (laughs) M-A-W-L, <laughs> M-A-W-L, and that is an acronym we use a lot in, in movement circles where uh, leadership development is an acronym of model, M, assist, a- watch, A, W, <laughs> L is leave. That's model, a good thing we have here. Model, <laughs> assist, watch, leave. How do we begin to show people how to do it, come alongside them, then let them do it, and then leave? And that doesn't happen like maybe in four weeks. It could, or it'll happen over a series of time where you're you're developing I mean, Jesus did that, like consistently, showing it, having people participate, passing it off, you know, ascending into heaven. <laughs> his his leaving was way cooler. Um but so that <laughs> You that, haven't that, done that yet? I haven't yet. Yeah, I haven't yet. Yeah. But that idea of mall. Um and it's also a tool that we talk about with an underground and um I'll let Brian speak to that.
0: Yeah, we call it well, we didn't make it up, but we use it the discipleship square. Um and the, the whole idea, again, it's like this paradigm level when we do training with other networks or churches, we always talk about the difference or the the distinctive here is in the predominant model, churches we know it, what Damien calls it, is a the leadership says we can do it speaking to the members, you can come help us achieve this mission that we've come up with. Yeah. Whereas in, in a movement model or um, the underground model that we're aiming for, we're trying to Adopt the Home Depot <laughs> motto. Mm-hmm. You can do it. Ding. Jesus. Ding. Yeah, there you go. This is going to be your role the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> this little side piece. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hey. <laughs> so you can do it. We can help. Like This Ephesians 2, um, he's prepared in advance a set body of good works for each of us to do. We just believe in that so radically. Jesus has given you this set body of good works. And we, as as brothers in the faith, as fathers in the faith, as I don't know cousins in the whatever, it's like we believe sisters, sisters. Hey, there just were no sisters in the room. So, <laughs> okay. um, my point was just that it's uh, like we want to help you and equip you in doing those things. And so, the discipleship square is actually just a a framework for. Um explaining mall right like if right. you take the model the di- think of a square I just real quick I'll teach it to you in like less than three minutes you have a square you're thinking about it there's one on the wall I don't know find a square and just look at it <laughs> you could find it somewhere the at the top would be what we call discipleship level one leadership level one and it's the model piece and this and this we're saying um, I'm gonna do this, and you're gonna watch me do this. Mm-hmm. To go back to that episode we had of Corey, this is like this is the teaching moment. Like I'm gonna teach you how I do this. Just watch, and at the end of that, we're gonna talk. What'd you learn? What'd you see? What'd you observe? What what was challenging? Uh, as we move around the square, so just move in a direction. The next side would be D two and L two, and in this phase. The leader is saying to the disciple, I'm going to do this, but you're going to help me do this. So this is the assist of A, right? A. A. You, <laughs> on. your one job. <laughs> and this one, we're saying, I- I'm going to do it, but I'm going to give you 20, 30, 40% even. Yeah. And we may stay in D2, L2 for a while. Like We may start at 20% of you help, and then we're going to 30 to 40, and then maybe we're <laughs> getting to... To 50% about 50 to 60% we got to move to the bottom of the square where we go to D2 or D3 L3 and the leader at this point is saying to the disciple or the person we're developing as a leader we're saying you do and I'm gonna help so in this one this is the what's the W with watch, watch. yeah except I wouldn't go to watch yet this is more of assist sales mm-hmm. so, so it's like I'm gonna do or you're gonna do this and I'm gonna watch you do it and then we're gonna talk yeah. what'd you learn Like, what'd what'd you You, struggle with? You
1: literally said watch. It's literally the same thing.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true. (laughs) Anyway, you get the point. I'm trying to do this fast. W. We move around to the final side of the square. This is D4L4, so disciples in the fourth level, the leaders in the fourth level, and this one is the the watch. Mm -hmm. You're going to do, and I'm just going to watch, and then we're going to talk about it. Like, Mm -hmm. I wasn't even here to help in a sense. Like, I was just present. I want to encourage you with this. I want to challenge you with this, and then at that point, that's where we get to the L of leave, like ascend. I'm, I'm out. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to heaven, and you're taking over. <laughs> that's right. Uh, so it's a helpful tool to say like, for leaders you're developing in your micro church, for leaders you're developing in your ministry. Um, it's just one of those super helpful tools to go like, hey, where where are we? What sort of phase are we in in our relationship together? And how am I helping equip you along the way so that you can reproduce this with another leader? Yeah.
1: And it can be done on on so many levels, from a discovery Bible study environment to a that's true. Uh, seminary training level of uh, a, a, a apprenticeship model. The idea that you're developing um, in a way that's participatory, that's watching, that slowly you're, you have more responsibilities and then you develop and, and send off. Um, and so— I think for the rest of the day, let's do a couple little case studies, um, and we've got uh, Corey McElvain coming here soon to talk about. Uh, <laughs> sorry, oh uh, uh, how many times have we used that yeah. joke <laughs> over the span of the last apparently couple months? Yeah, Zed um, uh, just—he was literally just telling us a story right before this. We're like, hey, just jump on this and, and share this story with us uh, of why, in one way, that's happening with some students in the city, and then I'll dive into another way that's happening. So.
2: Yeah, I just so frequently Instagram is a tool for us to equip in some ways uh, students, right? I mean, they're just they're engaging on that as well as TikTok. And so would you say you're modeling? Sorry.
1: (laughs) You're like a TikTok model. (laughs)
2: Ugh. No. All right, go ahead, go ahead. ahead. I'm not. That's what I heard. (laughs) So, frequently, I'll just put up... Whatever, he had so many thousands
1: of views. (laughs) I was like,
2: what? Basically, a way to uh, pray for students on a weekly basis, just trying to find ways to engage students where they're at on their phones. So, uh, frequently, students will just... I put up a poll. They can say yes yes or yes. There's no other option. Or they just skip the story, you know? (laughs) Uh, So, they... You know, I usually have like five to 10 kids who will say something and I'll reach out and just say, what can I pray? And they give me usually something really simple or like really detailed. And I'll, you know, most of the time they're very transparent via, a, you know, Instagram direct message, which is interesting. I mean, I think that's a generational thing that they would divulge all that. Mm. And I'll, I'll just respond either with like an audio, like voice to text thing. And just a prayer for him or I'll just type out a prayer. And hmm, cool. and then so basically, some a student had reached back out, you know, unprompted, like there wasn't a, hey, can we pray for you today deal for them to respond to? And she was asking for she just said, hey, can I have some prayer? I was like, of course you can. And she just gave me this very long, detailed thing, just like even uh, some personal information Uh, that I was like, absolutely, we can pray for that, and just, you know, a lot of it's stress and anxiety-induced stuff, and Mm so I responded with that and and gave her the prayer, and she was like, thank you so much. I'm really comfortable messaging you all about my prayers. I was awesome. Uh, Can, you know, how do you think this is helpful for other students to keep doing this? And she was like, yeah, keep doing it, and then she's like, would we also maybe be able to do like a Zoom prayer? I was like, Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and and in my mind, you know, and this I think as a leader, like we always think through this filter of well, I already have this thing set up for yes. um that. So you come to that. Right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like I think that's yeah. like our normal um operating procedure. You know, it's like, Yes, we have this thing. Instead I was just like, actually, why don't why don't you and I start mm. one? Like and you mainly run this thing. And then I I, I, I have another student, I think who could really be interested in that. Do you have other friends who maybe? She was like, yeah, let's do it. Mm. And so I was like, does this time work? Yeah, let's do that. And then she started asking even more questions around it. Like, what will we pray about? What are the specific things you think we should do? And mm. I was like, well, let's just get on a zoom, you know, this week, this day, this time. And so I was just trying to immediately go, you know, students like, I mean, first off finding a student that wants to collectively get other students to pray together is crazy. Yeah, that's So that's rare. Yeah. So like I was all over it, just r- being able to have the eyes to recognize that's what I'm looking for. You know, I'm not looking for a student who just wants to join in on my thing mm-hmm. because that, that won't, that won't produce leaders, right? That will mm-hmm. just produce more consuming that think I'm a TikTok model. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? What I want is that they identify themselves as the leader. So You know, I was just sharing that story, and you guys were like, that's exactly what we're talking about, and just being able to, you know, and the goal would be to help model it in that first go run, but really allow them to create the structure for it, not try to force what I think it needs to look like.
0: That's another, like, little tool that is important is this um, ICNU conversation. Yeah. So another acronym, IC, that's not an acronym, but ICNU. You think of the letters, but also the, this is what I see in you. I see in you a leader who can take this over, right? Like you can do this thing. So it goes back to that thing of you can do this. I can help you do this. I have ways to help you facilitate this. That's part of our role as the underground is saying we're, we're not asking a bunch of people to accomplish some vision we've come up with. Yeah. We're saying Jesus wants to fill the city. He's going to do that. Our role is to find leaders who want to step into all the unique everyday spaces and give them tools and help them facilitate it. So, like, we just bought all these Zoom rooms. So, you can click onto this thing and use yep. it, you yep. know, like multiply prayer across the city. And it's a moment for you to go. I just, I love hearing what you're saying of, I could have you join my thing and that would be good. Or we just mm-hmm. multiply another small thing that might multiply another small
1: thing yep. that would eventually fill the city. I have a good friend who's a pastor in the city who um, uh, called me recently. And they had this church building and there was somebody who he was like struggling with relation or just didn't know what to do with. And she started a like Bible study on her own hosting it at the building. And it was, he just didn't know what to do with it. He was like, ah, oh, this, this isn't like a church sanctioned thing. Am I allowed, you know, like, so he calls me up and just kind of, you know, voicing some, some thoughts. He's like, and I respect kind of where you're coming from. What do you think? And, you know, often I'll, I'll be a little softer in it, but I was like, dude, any time that you can facilitate exponential ownership, right? Like take it, go run with it. I was like, that's going to yield fruit. Like the more that you control and bring it towards yourself, the less that's going to produce fruit. Um, And it was simple. And he was like, okay, cool. And he went with it. And I don't, you know, and then the whole uh, city was saved. (laughs) No, Uh, but the, the idea I think is, is that is the normal practice in churches. Is there's like, there's concern over either I don't want to say the brand, but you know what I mean. Like, what is we're saying? This is an official thing that's okay. This church endorses this, Um, and sometimes we're we're not quick to just say, okay, go do it. It's not an empowering reality. What you're saying is that when we talk about leadership development from the ground up, we talk about the Jesus way of leadership development is an empowering thing. We're not going to do a bunch of stuff that's just control, control, control. Which is a conversation we'll dive into later in one of the subjects, I think, maybe I don't even remember. Don't, it's no. one of it's one of the things Damien talks about. I don't know if it's one that we'll talk about.
0: Uh, sorry, can I can I like turn your thought real quick uh, back to what you just said? You just
1: already did it, so yes. Okay,
0: why it's happening already <laughs> in the predominant model? Why is it that we do that? What is it that we're looking for in yeah.
1: leadership reproduction? Like why why, is, why do we
2: why do we control? Is that your question? I don't know if
1: we produce. I don't think our eyes are on reproducing leaders. Like that's actually, I think it's the exact opposite. Like we're not leaning towards reproduction of leaders. We're leaning towards our thing that we do. It might be because it's really good, or we can protect it, or we know that there's not heresy, and there might be heresy out here. Let you me know?
0: rephrase it with: Who is it that we're often looking for?
1: People like me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, seriously, I'm not saying people like Corey. I'm saying leaders who are like them. Who
0: I think that the, it, just while you were saying that, what was coming to my mind is another. Last time you were here, <laughs> are you here yet? Yeah. M- months ago. <laughs> um, was uh, uh, this quote of uh, this thing by Brian Phipps. We're often looking for competency, mm-hmm. and we look for that on the front end, mm-hmm. which is why we don't often see leadership development and multiplication because we look at that first yeah that's right and so anyway this is brian phipps teaching me these like four c words that he looks for in leadership reproduction character charisma chemistry and consistency Competency's not even in there hmm. uh, he says well, i can train on competency all day long that's what the square is for yeah. i can teach you things to do and I think oftentimes in this, like, in the predominant model, we just look for people that are already really gifted, and yeah. we try to invite them to help us do our thing. So there's yeah. two dynamics there. Yeah. Um, and I think what what we're trying to say in in this flip, like, in your story, is, like, you don't know if she has any confidence. No idea. <laughs> she, she doesn't feel like she does, right? Like, what do we pray about?
2: Yeah, I have no idea. Like, which I, I know nothing about her. She, but, I know she goes to a, what the high school she goes to is. But ca- a, charisma, yeah. chemistry.
0: Totally. You know what I mean? Like yep. you, she's got these things that are like I'm jiving with you. Yep. I wanna lead this and it's like I'll teach no. you the rest of it. Like but Easy. I, yeah. if if we don't have like sort of these other things but if we could retrain our minds Corey Osmond. What's up? Corey O. I think this is something that you're good at oh, as well though. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to affirm that. Thank you. That means a lot. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Oh. Like I don't think you look for competency in people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confused right now. I yeah. think you look for that, that yeah, charisma. Yeah. <clears throat> you look for that consistency, man. They just keep showing up. Yeah. They're leaning in and it's like you you're I, I want to like affirm you in this. Okay, like I just want you to receive you. are like going. Jesus in this way, <laughs> this and me. that you don't. Um, <laughs> come on, come on now. You pick people <laughs> that most people go. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you've told me stories about how that's backfired. Oh yeah. You. <laughs> oh yeah. But like you still lean into <clears throat> it and go like, man, I'm. <clears throat> if you're willing to go with me, I'm willing to give this away yeah. to you. Yeah. Well, thanks, buddy.
1: You're welcome. No, I, I I do think. I mean, maybe it's just because I attract other people who are not. Um,
0: Who are as not competent as you? Yeah. What's that word I'm looking for? Competent. That's right. That's right. Competent. Oh man. No, I I I was I affirmed you and then I immediately tore you down. uh, I'm so uh, sorry. I just want to apologize. I'm gonna take all the first part and and (laughs) leave
1: the second part. Uh, There's a reason why one of the main things that Damien talks about in this book is control versus release. You know, like that's really what this conversation is about. Is like, do we want to do we want to create these environments where it's got to look like this, right? And we can control every part of it, or do we want to release people? Empower them. It is way easier for, for Corey McElvain to have just said, Come to the prayer for students that already exists Thursday mornings at 6 Which, by the way, anyone who wants to jump on a prayer for students in the city, there's Wednesday one, mornings. Well, sorry, sorry. Wednesday mornings at 6.30 30. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Just Casey. type that into your browser at 6.30 <clears throat> That's
1: right. Um, and, but it's like, or, or you can, Hey, you can just use this that already exists, com And we'll start another one with students by students for students. Like that is (laughs) this episode brought to you, (laughs) (laughs) but that is a paradigm shift. That's a radical paradigm shift when it comes to leadership development. And I think that's what really what we're talking about. Tell your personal story. Oh, I was just like a couple of was yesterday, two days ago, um, Hey, and I'll, I'll say his name, James Mays, because James has been on this podcast a lot. He's a regular contributor. Uh, but James is someone who does this all the time without even knowing he's doing it. And so just an example is we have another um, group that's gotten started in the last few weeks, whereas a uh, uh, another um, like addiction recovery type of house in the city. Uh, through connections, and uh, there was an invitation for someone to come in and start something, right? And uh, so James is like, yeah, I'll do it. And the first thing he did was he grabbed another guy at Share the Hope and said, come with me. And so they go together, and the first couple times, James fully leads it. And then uh, the next time, this other guy partners with him. And now we're at a point where this other guy is fully leading it, and James is just coming. And so we're talking about – he and I are having a conversation of like, well, now we just – To see reproduction in the city, we just do that all the time, Mm -hmm. like in various levels and various speeds. But we're just doing that all the time. We're constantly raising up leaders. We're doing it in teams of two or three or four, you know, and just and uh, and I just think what was so fun for me to be able to do is what Brian just did with me is just affirm affirm me for like, hey, this is what you're you're already doing. Now let me put some language to what you're doing into, you know, here's an acronym, M-A-W-L. I-C-N-U. Uh, 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 which is not an acronym, but it was confusing me. because It's, it's as, letters.
2: I-C-I-Y.
1: Yes, that would be the acronym. <laughs> right. But I like it. It's better. Wow.
2: That's why I'm here. <laughs> wow. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Thank you, Corey. Uh, and so, yeah, so if that, really, that's what we're talking about. Leadership development in that form. And it takes different ways, and it's messy. I mean, it is messy. We have to, acknowledge, like, Jesus with the disciples were messy. They abandoned him. They didn't get it. They're years into the ministry, and Jesus is still like, oh, how much longer do I have to be with you, wicked generation? I mean, there is there is realities <laughs> to the fact that it is messy and they don't get it. And so I always want to make sure people know that, that there's there's a decent chance that this person, when she leads a prayer time, will be like, Corey be like, whoa, okay, we got some work to do, right? Yeah. Um, but, but there's also a good chance that it won't be like that, and she'll be eager and hungry.
2: I, mean, I think there is like, Good coaches remove, like even in sports, they huh. they never coach in the midst of the the play yeah. happening. Yeah. You know, it's it's always in the practice the following week or in a singular side conversation with that individual. Mm-hmm. And so, like good coaches do that same concept within mm-hmm. ministry when they're they're trying to develop <clears throat> leaders is they don't cut their legs out from underneath them and and show them who's boss and who's in control. Like mm-hmm. that's just not effective at all. So it's like but it takes that patience. So good coaches, especially like within the student realm with triads, it's like the co- the, the ones that really succeed know that like we're going to have this triad time and they might say some things that are going to be real crazy. But yes. like the reality is is on the back end. Do you take the time to invest at a, at a different time yep. into that individual to have the conversation around those things? Cuz if you don't, like it's just going to perpetuate and keep happening. Mm. And you're going to be frustrated all the time, you know, with students because they're just kids and they they don't they don't always know what they're saying. You know, yeah. they're just trying to figure some things out. So, I, yeah, that's a huge piece of like also identifying coaches to develop leaders yeah. is that reality of do they take that side time to invest in intentionally and personally yeah. to kind of help understand mm-hmm. or recorrect or recourse and, and just frame it in a way that they can continue to grow in that arena mm.
0: scalability now yeah. mm. leaders lead leaders lead leaders mm.
1: when i travel overseas and listen to some of the most significant movement catalytic leaders you know like we spent a lot of time Corey and i around isla you will hear isla say in many ways that a disciple making movement is a leadership development yep. movement i mean it really you're constantly developing leaders it's just a way of it's messy. There's things that come about. There will be untruth spoken at times when in settings, that's okay. It is a leadership development movement. Um, and so really for the next few weeks, that's kind of what we're, we're generally going to be talking about is, is how we're raising up leaders, what that looks like. What are some of the nuanced realities of how this might be different than churches we know it models. Um, but today, hopefully that give you a little teaser of a couple of practical ways that, Uh, actually happens. So we should try to get Corey McIlvain (laughs) on. We should. He'd actually be really good to talk about this subject.
0: Thanks for listening to the underground podcast. We hope that it's either been an encouragement to you or that it's created a curiosity about what it means to live into a missionary mindset with an aim to make disciples and see the church emerge. If you're a missionary or a microchurch in Kansas City and you're looking for coaching or just belonging within a network, we'd love to connect with you so we can learn about what you are doing and how you are joining Jesus for gospel saturation in this city. If you're outside the Kansas City area and have questions about what it would mean to catalyze a disciple-making movement that leads to the emergence of microchurches in every network within your city, we'd love to connect with you as well and offer whatever resources might be helpful to you. You can find out more at kcunderground.com. Grace and peace, friends.